When you think of Georgia high school sports and GPB sports, one name comes to mind, John Nelson. That's right, Rex. This man has been an icon around Georgia high school sports, and specifically Georgia football, for a long time. And today, we get to interview a guy that I consider a role model. That's next on your sidelines. When the final buzzer sounds, the game is over, but their story isn't. Time to hang out on the sidelines and learn the real stories of these sports icons. Welcome to the On Your Sidelines podcast with the News 3 sports team. Bringing in everybody, I'm Sports Director Rex Castillo, joined by Weekend Sports Anchor Chad Patterson. Welcome to the On Your Sidelines podcast. Last episode, we promised you an icon is joining the podcast, and we definitely have one in in our next guest. But before we get to him, time for that t-shirt check. I have goosebumps, Rex. <laughs> Jack, who are you rocking today? I am rolling with the Auburn High Tigers. New head coach Keith Etheridge will be leading this team this year. Of course, coming off of their appearance in the 7A state championship last year in Alabama and looking for big things. They got a lot of talented guys over there. Obviously, EJ Harris, he's going to be a power five star. He's going to be committing committing soon. A lot of good things that we're looking for from the Auburn Tigers this year. Rex, who are you rocking today? Going with the Columbus High Blue Devils. I know a little uh, rubbing the, the Shaw Raider may be a little wrong, but we're going oh, no, to keep it professional here. Big things expected from the Blue Devils. Phil Marino con- constantly building up a program. JPP, the quarterback, can't, ex- can't wait to see what he'll do tossing this thing across the yard. But speaking of Georgia high school football and Georgia high school sports, time to get to our that's conversation. A heck of a, that's a heck of a segue, Rex. There you go. Time, time to to get to our conversation with John Nelson. Nellie, thank you so much for joining us and making the podcast, um, just elevating the level of our guests. So when you, when you, when we think about Georgia high school sports, you're the face of it and just pretty much the sports landscape here in Georgia, but what is it about high school football that gets you juiced up? Going to all the towns that I get to go to. I mean, you know, you guys get to, to sample it on your Fridays when you're going to, to, to Buena Vista and to Ellaville and to, you know, you're, you're going to Harris County and you're going to Troop, you're going to LaGrange, you're going to Hogansville, you know, all of those places you guys get to, to go into the central time zone as well with your coverage. And for me, I just like to be able to see what it's like in each of these individual towns, because as you guys know, every single school has a story. I, I feel like, Steve Hartman when I dropped that reference, but every single school has a story and it's up to us to find them. And when we do find them, sometimes it opens up another window into another story and another story and another story. And so, you know, just, you know, when I can go to Washington County and catch up with a, you know, a head coach that I've known for 20 years in Joel Ingram, when I can go to, uh, you know, when I can go to clinch and go catch up with Don Tyson, when I can go to, uh, north northeast Georgia and see what's going on at Rabin County or, or you know with Wesley Tan- West Tankersley at Stevens or any of the corners where there's anything anything in between go to Savannah catch up with Danny Britt come to your neck of the woods and stick a microphone in somebody's face and wait for your interview to be over so I can get my shot too uh, you know catch up with Tanner Glisson at Troop it's always fun to go into these individual places and just see the stories and see how the schools are changing and updating for me it's just it's a fun treasure hunt every single time out nelly you've been around the georgia sport the georgia high school sports scene for a long long time okay yes i have you want to know how many years i've been at georgia public broadcasting how many not one Mm -hmm. not two right right not three oh boy 
Not four. Okay. I think we're going to be here a while. Not five. Still going. Not 10. And going. And now we're multiplying. Not 15. 25? Not 20. Okay, still going. Not 25. <laughs> Not 26. Woo. This is my 27th season here at Georgia Public. Started wow. the spring of 1994. That is... <laughs> wow. Once yeah. again, legend. Exactly. <laughs> it, like... Just that that's my Star goal. stunned you with that number. I just that, that's, <laughs> well, it stunned me with it because you don't want to know eight, how old I am. Teams, I'm sure in the confines of 260 14th Street with me with very, very long hair. Trust me. And if I find them, I'll bury them. No, 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 no. We need that. We need that. That's got to be the face of the it. office. I'm gonna say we need that posted somewhere. You and me both, brother. If I can find them, what I wanted to do when I started out. I wanted to try to, to be like the Yarmir Yager of sports reporting. And what I mean by that is when you look at, all right, this is the Google search for everybody who's listening today. There you, you, go. Guys, you, know, you guys get that reference. I wanted to have the best flow ever. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean by that. Chase Styles flow is what I was looking at. You know, that's what I wanted to have when I started out in 94. And I wanted to try to keep the best flow in all of sports reporting. Unfortunately, uh, the calendar got in the way and gravity got in the way, so I don't have as much now as I did then. But that was my goal when I started out to have the best flow in sports. I have to see pictures. Yeah, no, of we this. need we need pictures now. That that's that's the biggest part of it. Go ahead, Jacqueline, your question. But Nelly, you've been around the Georgia sports scene for a long time. And yeah. what when you when you first started at GPB, what kind of, you know, in, you know, brought you here? Like, what was kind of like the impetus of you coming to Georgia, you know, c taking the job at GPB? Well, I'm really incredibly fortunate that I went to high school here. I, I went to Lakeside DeKalb, and I grew up here. I grew up inside the perimeter. I'm one of those ITP kids. <laughs> and, you know, you, I always thought that this was where I was supposed to make my mark. And, you know, there were a couple of times where I had folks who wanted me to, to come and work out of state and things like that very early in my career. But I was, you can call it stubborn or whatever, but I always thought that Georgia was where I was supposed to be. I always thought that this was where I was supposed to do what I was supposed to do. And uh, do you, you guys, you guys remember newspapers, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. In, in the winter of 1994, the producer of the executive producer of Prep Sports Plus at the time was a gentleman by the name of Tom Vardes. And Tom would put classified ads in the newspaper. And it was a three line classified ad looking for reporters for his show. And I had a really, really old VHS tape demo, once again, dating myself. <laughs> And sent it to Tom, and I said, you know, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to come work with you because, you know, I love what you're doing. And had seen what he was doing with Dave O'Brien and Jim Giannacchio as hosts of the show and and hopped on in the spring of 1994. And to have really knew, I, I kind of had the feeling where Georgia Public Broadcasting was going when it came to high school sports, and I wanted to be along for the ride. And so that was why. When I got the chance to, to be a part of things at GPB with Prep Sports Plus and then eventually the championships that we do, I could see what we could do when it came to the build and the stories and the presence that we could have 
not just in the state of Georgia, but within public broadcasting circles. And that's why I've stayed as long as I have, because I believed in the product and where it could go. So Nelly, I have to ask you, because uh, you, you mentioned Prep Sports Plus, the yeah. fastest thir- half hour in local in public television. Uh-huh. What Take us kind of behind the scenes of that show, because for those who are listening or watching us on the website, that show is the reason why I am so high, passionate about high school sports. Like there, there is 10, 12 year old me. And then on through high school, my high school days at Shaw will watch that show religiously. So prep sports plus was your introduction in the GPB, you know, kind of take us behind the scenes. You know, you got to work with Jim Janakio and Dave O'Brien, you yeah. know, just your start there and how it kind of elevated to where GPB is now. Well, I mean, it was, um, you know, first it was with the demo, and then Tom saw the the value in me as a storyteller. And he he would give you the freedom to go and and work. He would say, okay, here's your story. Here's who I think you should interview. But then he would give you the trust to sit there and piece it together in two-and-a-half-minute, three, three-and-a-half-minute chunks. And and one of the, the coolest stories that I got to do when I was very, very early there was down at Sly. It used to be Tri-County High School. It used to be Sly, Miriam, and Webster. Mm -hmm. And Sly broke off from Tri-County High. And at the time when Sly County broke off, they were one of the smallest enrollments in single A down in Ellaville. And they wanted to start a football team. And so Rusty Tundy, who was the athletic director there, also was the, the first head coach. And he was the, the, the Tundies are a part of the fabric of Sly County. And to be able to tell those kinds of stories, I mean, I was given three and a half, four, four and a half minutes to be able to tell what was going on down there and, and to tell those kinds of stories. And then it just gravitated to, you know, being the, the senior member of the staff. And then when there would be times that Jim would be uh, away on, you know, real world stuff, then Tom would have the faith in me to come and stand in and, and be a fill in anchor and help out and produce and, and time out the shows and things like that. And then real world, real world took over for Jim and I ended up hosting as well. And then it just kind of went from prep sports plus into the championships and everything else that we were doing from there. And so it was just, uh, you know, just the, the faith that those guys had in me and just continuing to, to grow and mature in those roles. John, you guys doing an incredible job with that championship series. What is a day like for you when you're calling Games from like class one, a private to all the way up to the biggest classifications in, uh, in GHSA sports. All right. Let me see if I can, and I know this won't translate to folks who are listening, but let me see if I can find one for you here. And I'll talk <laughs> really loudly while I'm searching for something. By the way, everybody, uh, John Nelson has one of the best offices at home we've ever seen. Jack exactly. and I are geeking out on over 400 plus hats, right? Nelly. Yeah. yeah. 450. Okay. So. Here, oh my <laughs> lord! This is uh, from two years ago, I believe. As I'm showing this to you, this is the study book that I have for the 2019 championships. For those, you know, wow. for you two guys just to see it. But oh for those my gosh! This, this is the study notes that I put together for two days, and it's about an inch a day. So that's the kind of book that I have. <laughs> championship for those who are listening onto the podcast it's basically a phone book if you remember what those are guys yeah, yeah. oh my gosh uh, <laughs> i wasn't ready for that me neither so that kind of preparation and you guys do an incredible job broadcasting 
but are those long days on a lot of coffee preparing for that? Well, for me, it's uh, not coffee because I don't drink coffee. Gotcha. Mountain Dew. <laughs> Nelly, we're more alike than I thought. <laughs> so, you know, it is, a, it is a heavy fuel weekend, and uh, Hannah Gooden and I and Matt Stewart and Wayne Gandy and Sam Crenshaw, Nikki Noto, all of us that are there that are a part of this, we're just the we're just the folks that you see, and I mean the, the credit roll at the end of the championships is long for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of folks at Georgia Public Broadcasting that put in a lot of hours to make it look as tremendous as it does. I mean, from our president and CEO Taya Ryan to our you know sporting uh, sports director Kevin Gerke to Adam Woodleaf and Bert Huffman, who are part of the hierarchy at Georgia Public. They, you know, they have the faith in us, and we have a veteran crew who we've worked together doing football Fridays game of the week for, I think this is our 11th season, but this is our uh, silver anniversary year for doing championships. We started our first championships back in 1997. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're talking hundreds of folks and everybody throwing their collective weight in at at GPB to make sure that everything gets done. But for me, um, you saw what study hall is like. (laughs) For me, it ends up, see, I don't even go home. I just learned to get a hotel close to the venue, and I'll show up probably 10 o'clock in the morning, leave when it's done. There's rehearsals the day before to make sure everything works. So then you have the three days of it, and now that we're adding flag football into the mix, days might get a little longer, but no, it's it's a labor of love. You guys know this when it comes to, to doing what it is that we're fortunate enough to do. But when those, that weekend happens, I mean, it is our Super Bowl. It just so happens that that Roman numeral classic ends up going for four days. And, <laughs> uh, trust me, Sunday morning, actually, here, here's, here's, let me go behind the fourth wall here. I'll break the fourth wall. There we go. When I'm leaving, I mean, I, I, ch- I check into a hotel downtown, and I'm there for basically three days. On my way home, I stop at Waffle House, and this is at like 1 o'clock in the morning on Saturday night, Sunday morning. I stop at Waffle House, grilled cheese wheat on two, uh-huh. triple order hash browns plain, or triple order hash browns scattered, smothered, covered, chunked, and topped, depending on how hungry I am. Because during this weekend, no lie, I lose 10 pounds. <laughs> Man. Because I can't eat. Right. Because, you know... What if something happens? You know, as one of the hosts, I can't leave. Mm-hmm. And it, it is, you know, you're sitting there and you're going, okay, what's what's proximity? You're, you're timing out breaks. It's like, okay, you know, when can I go and get my makeup touched up? When mm-hmm. can I do this? When can I do this? And you get into that rhythm, but I can't eat. <laughs> I literally will snack my way through the weekend. And then having lost all that weight, and my Fitbit goes berserk during that weekend too. Sure. I get in my steps. <laughs> but by the time I'm done Saturday night, Sunday morning, I'm like, okay, I need to eat something other than my 90th energy bar. for the <laughs> So I go to Waffle House and this has become ritual and go and get my grilled cheese sandwiches and go and get my hash browns. And I go home and I'll eat a little bit of it, but then I'll collapse. And then my alarm for Sunday morning does not exist. Yeah, I don't I mean, blame the first you. Thing, the first thing I might watch 
is like the 1230 matchup on the Premier League that comes up. Yeah. But I'm just like, look, I don't don't talk to me. Don't don't text me because I'm not answering and I might answer you on Monday or Tuesday. But now with signing day coming up from behind it. Yeah. You know, get back into that and so that comes in too but you get like sunday morning off and then you're getting ready for signing day waffle house john nelson is a man of the people and i like him even more now <laughs> listen man like i didn't think i could love nelly anymore but then when he goes and does that similar to what we do after a prep zone <laughs> or after we cover a state championship like when we went to bucky's after sec media yes days. so and once again, all here for it. Uh, so, we're, we're getting the John Nelson order one of these days, Jack. I'm, I'm letting you know right now. Done. <laughs> so one thing I also want to talk about, you kind of alluded to it, is your love of soccer. For those who are watching on the um, on the video version of the podcast, they can see your office <laughs> with just all the, all the stuff. Plus, he's wearing his soccer down here hoodie. So the man is also the voice of Atlanta United 2. The um the USL side for Atlanta United, Nelly. Where does your love of soccer come from, and how does it play all into your career? Well, it's uh, I've been really fortunate. Um, Jason Longshore and I go back to our time with the Atlanta Silverbacks, and Jason's wow. like Jason is a soccer oracle, and I'm not kidding. I mean, mm-hmm. I learn more from Jason on a daily basis than anybody that anybody else, and I, I am privileged to work with him with uh, what we're doing at uh, OSG sports with soccer down here and the network and building that. But, you know, when I was a, when I was a kid back in the days of black and white television, uh, <laughs> one of the first things I remember was Pele's last game. Wow. As a, for the New York cosmos. And I remember that Jimmy McAndrew of the Seattle Sounders got his Jersey in the Jersey exchange. After that, I was at my grandparents' house and the TV was in the back and my grandfather had zero interest in soccer. So I'm sitting in the back, I'm sitting in the back in his bedroom watching this match. And I'm like right there. And you know, the TV is mm-hmm. right <laughs> as we are when we're of a certain edge, you know, we just get right up against the TV. And so that was where it started for me. And so I was into the North American soccer league and all of that. And then I would, you know, watch the, the lesser leagues. And, uh, in the early eighties, once again, dating myself since I'm <laughs> years old. <laughs> the Georgia Generals played at DeKalb Memorial Stadium for one season in the American Soccer League. Star Spangled Soccer was their was their was their promo, and they played the Oklahoma City Slickers. That's the team name. No kidding. And uh, that so it just it carried over from there, and then you get into you know Major League Soccer and the Premier League, and really it picked back up for me when the four letter picked up the Premier League and the Manchester City, Manchester United sprint mm-hmm. at the end of the season when Manchester City scores twice in stoppage time. Yes. The Sheffield header against QPR and yep. Aguero. Aguero! <laughs> you know, going nuts. Yeah. That was where it picked back up for me. But then with Atlanta United coming and with my friendship with Jason and we've been able to do this and, and, and Jason just is an absolute machine. And, and for me, it's like, hanging on to a comet someday. <laughs> but, uh, I think Jack you know, can relate. And then it just, it's, uh, you know, Jason is the color man with Mike Conti with Atlanta United. They do tremendous work yes, for the do. Atlanta United network. And then the twos opportunity came up. And so uh, I was, uh, you know, blessed to be able to, to go into there and to be able to sit there and look at a Miles Robinson, look at a George Campbell, uh, look at a George Bellow and, and see those first steps. Mm-hmm. 
and to see them evolve and get into the first teamers that they are. And you're, you're seeing guys like Caleb Wiley now with Atlanta United too. Tyler Wolf, who was recently named USL championship player of the week had a, had a natural hat trick and a, That's and crazy. a four point match in the midweek against Indy 11, but to be able to, to do all of this stuff with SDH and, and Atlanta United too, it's just, I mean, literally, and I wish I had it with me, but I'll show you the short version. Okay. During a, any given week, I have like, you know, the 98 me's, which you guys can relate to. It's like, okay, which one of me am, am I right now? Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For those watching on the video side, here's how I keep track of my week. <laughs> Love it. Uh, on the left-hand side, traditionally, are the show times that I'm trying to edit down to to make sure that our two-hour version gets to 159.50. Yep. Mm -hmm. On the right-hand side of, of the, the legal pad here, and I burn through legal pads like nobody's business. Sure. <laughs> all the interviews and all of the phone things that I have to do, and down here on Friday, it says uh, date night, which does not apply to you. <laughs> Friday, Jack and Rex, noon. That so it is. So that's the only reason I remembered that I had to that I was doing this today was because <laughs> it is written down on a piece of paper this time of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, we've made it. We've made it to the Nelly legal pad. N not only yep. that, Rex, that looks a lot like our calendar. It, yeah. N uh, Nelly. I have the same thing on my fridge up in <laughs> yes. kitchen because the boss is like the Rodney Garner for her mergers and acquisitions firm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, no lie. She, I mean, she's like their lead college recruiter. Yeah. And so she travels. We call this the 100 days where – she is in charge of recruiting for the SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Pac-12, and BYU. Wow. And the American. And so, and so she could be gone like three – and we see each other on maybe three days out of every ten. Mm -hmm. And so it's like she's written in black, I'm written in blue, and it's like arrows. And it's like, okay, so you're in town this day, and I'm in town here, and I've got football here and soccer here. And so that's literally how we see each other. It's like this. It's like, oh, so you're home today. Hi, good to see you. <laughs> Nellie, how important is preparation? Because from <laughs> from everything from football to soccer to, to everything in between, how important is preparation to you? The way that I look at it is, is like this. For and for the, the sacred the sacred book that is for the championships, for every hour you're on the air, it's an hour of preparation. And I'm not even talking about assembling information. I'm talking about putting it in some form that you can sit there and actually read, or in my case, maybe almost read, because I have illegible writing. So uh, I mean, if I was a doctor, I'd be great with looking with prescriptions because <laughs> no one can see what I'm doing. But if it's a, you know, if it's if you're cutting a two and a half minute package, then it's going to take you two and a half hours to piece it together. So that's usually the guidepost that I have when it comes to assembling things. When it comes to preparation, it's constantly looking at the newspapers and not just sticking to one source, but having multiple sources so you can have a bunch of information coming at you from a bunch of different places. So you can assimilate it, figure out what you need, what you don't. For a broadcast, whether it's for Football Fridays or the championships, anything at GPB, anything that we do at OSG with SDH, it's literally, or, or for a Atlanta United 2 broadcast, maybe 10% of the information that you have in front of you gets on the broadcast. 
but I would much rather have 100% of the information and only use 10 instead of trying to find 10% of the information and not have any of it to go forward with. And so it's, and it's all, and you know, with the histories and things like that, it's memory and mm -hmm. all these kinds of things. But honestly, preparation is beyond huge. And th that's one of the things when I talk to high school kids and college students and interns and things like that, it's like, look, just be prepared every single day. Go to different sources to find your information. Don't lock yourself into one thing. Don't lock yourself into just TV. Don't lock yourself into just radio. Don't lock yourself into just newspaper. Don't lock yourself into just web. Just set some time and figure out where you want to find your sources and, and get all of the information and assimilate it and put it in one piece. But, yeah, for the air, maybe 10% of it gets on. That's incredible, That's man. Mind-blowing. Uh, Nelly, so – like I said, you've been you've been around the Yes, game. I have. Gosh. I feel like he's gonna knock me out through the no. camera. <laughs> I just love it. Nelly will find a window and dude, you better be ready. Because a man can hit home runs left and right. He's that a, is upper ninety. You're not getting to that, Jack. He's yeah. better than yeah. you at sport, this tricks. Two sport, it's not gonna be a single. <laughs> not gonna be a double. If his fair is gone. It's be a triple. You gotta swing for the fences, brother. That's how it goes. I, I am used to this with this man. I feel like he's like, you know, he's David Beckham, and he just sees a wide-open goal just past half field. And, yep, that's going in. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Somebody's off his line. You got to take the shot. There, there you go. go. Uh, who – name some of the personalities that you remember over your career. Like, no. Georgia has a lot of, you know, very unique personalities, both as players and as coaches. Who are some of the ones that stick out to you in your career? Um, actually, tell you what, I'll, I'll give you one that goes from my days when I was in uh, broadcast television, mm -hmm. when, I, when I worked at the CBS affiliate here in Atlanta. Um, do you guys remember, and, and I know that, that, that there's a particular piece of sports entertainment that you guys kind of gravitate toward, and I have seen this. I know where this is going. When you guys are in public. Do you guys remember a seminal moment in WWF history. Oh, wow. Here we go. When they charged into the Georgia Dome for the first time ever. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Okay. So that happens. Before that, you know, they're making a big deal out of it. And, you know, they have the, the, the presser and everything. And they have the stars that are available for you. For me, it was a chance to catch up with uh, Michael P.S. Hayes. I love that. <laughs> Look, I have a Bad Street USA t-shirt in my stacks. I know that doesn't surprise you. No, it doesn't. Uh, Nelly, you're got awesome. To, got to catch up with JR, got to catch up with, with Michael P.S. Hayes, and got to catch up with another couple of folks, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was there. <laughs> yeah. and uh, Just a random. Casually dropped that name. Exactly. Was, yeah. Well, but here's the, one, here's the one that sticks close to home for me, it is uh, some guy named Dwayne. What? Uh, last yeah, Dwayne eyebrow, yeah all that. him yeah yeah. Uh, I, I like how you use the what with Dwayne instead of the what with the other guy. Uh, yeah. He was there as a part of it, and he was completely and totally locked into all these interviews. And so we're we're doing the back and forth like you always do in this situation. And in the conversation, I dropped the you know the fact that he played football for the, the school that wears orange and green that I can't really mention because as a Florida state alum, I really, <laughs> you're not allowed to say that. 
I can't. And you know, when, when you try to do something like that with your thumbs, my thumbs all of a sudden just kind of turn into like the, you know, they, they just, they can't mash each other. There's yeah. something so is it, is, is it similar to like the, the stone cold gesture whenever you try to do that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it stops like right there. <laughs> so for some strange reason. Uh, and so we get into that conversation about my school and his school. And the soundbite that always sticks with me is that he admitted that he hit Charlie Ward so hard that he forced him into basketball. So that was, that's what <laughs> and so that was, that was, that was the soundbite that stuck with me when you get to, to talk to somebody like the rock, you know, it's kind of fun. You understand the context, you understand what you're getting into and, uh, to, to be able to, to do those kinds of things. Uh, for hockey fans, I got to interview Gordy Howe once. Wow. At, what? At an, wow. Well, at, well, when the Atlanta Thrashers, rest their souls, yes. uh, oh. were coming into the league, we were fortunate enough to go down and cover the uh, All-Star game in Tampa that weekend, and they had an old-timers game. Here's the keychain to prove it right there. Nice. Look at that. Uh, now, among other things. And so they had a Legends game, and Gordie Howe was a part of it. And so I talked to a lot of the Legends about hockey coming into Atlanta for a, a sweep special and things like that. And so in my possession at the time, what I always like to do with Legends is I'll sit there and I'll bring out like an old baseball card or something just right. to sit there. You know. And so I had a 1970, and I still do, I have a 1970 Gordie Howe Detroit Red Wings uh, hockey card. So I break it out. And at the last question of the interview, uh, I said, when you, when you see this, what comes to mind? And he answers the question, and it was really cool. So then camera goes off, lights go off. He looks at me and says, do you want me to sign this? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I'd love for you to, but because of what the words are on the back of the credential, I'm going to have to politely say no, but mm -hmm. thank you for asking if you wanted me to sign that. So I had to turn Gordie Howe down for an autograph. Oh at a Legends game at, at All-Star Weekend in Tampa. Man. John Nelson's integrity can never be questioned. No, it cannot. Now, well, because John Nelson wanted to stay and watch the All-Star <laughs> game, but then he had to, like, rush and go to the Super Bowl in Miami because Atlanta was about to lose to Denver. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, the schedule is, in, is incredible. But, John, what I has always been so impressed with is that you've been able to talk to these kind of icons, but then you also take your talents to a place like Irwin County, Sly County, and, you know, I think one of your, some of your best work was with Buddy Nobles and just how incredible you told that story. But uh, what is it about, like, how do you take that? Look at that. There it is. By the way, Noble Strong, available yeah. for purchase, uh, ready to, to, uh, to purchase that. But how important is it for you to, like, treat a Class 1A school like they are the Atlanta Falcons? Because I think what I've been trying to tell people is that you can't be fake or be, uh, be inauthentic when it comes to covering high school sports. Cause if they, they can sense that you're, you're not interested, then they're not going to give you anything. Yeah. Well, full disclosure, the nobles family and me and the boss, uh, we're very, very close. Yeah. And for me, when the 2019 season was happening, because of how I felt about buddy and, you know, the thing about distance is that you can't quite catch up with folks as best you can. And, and, you know, the phone can only do so much and email can only do so much. And buddy's trying to coach at the same time that he's fighting cancer. But for me, 
it gave me the opportunity to go and see him to do all of those updates in 2019. And everyone around the state and really around the coaching fraternity and the coaching community were always interested in Buddy and wanted to know how he was doing. And so for me to be able to sit there and say, okay, I'd like to go back down to Irwin County, it was twofold. One, because Irwin County was a fantastic team and they were chasing after something in 2019 that was very special. But two, for me, it gave me the chance to catch up with my friend. And like, like we were talking about earlier, you know, the Tundies in Ellaville, to be able to, to see them and know them and, you know, all of the coaches that I've gotten to, to know over time and sit there and, you know, we'll run in the circles and we'll see each other occasionally. It's like just catching up. But for a situation like Irwin County, for someone that you love as much as, as my wife and I do, Tammy and Buddy and the Nobles family, it gave me the chance to go see him. And that kind of thing for me is invaluable. And yes, I did get the chance to, to have some conversations with him on camera that everybody else got to know. But for me, selfishly, I got to catch up with my friend. And when you have that kind of a chance to sit there and see someone that you love very much in the fight of their lives, but not turning it into a pity party mm-hmm. and just letting everybody know that, you know, this is what we're doing. You know, uh, there's a, there's, this is what's going on and we're going to uh, approach it the best we can and go after this battle as best we can. But when, uh, when buddy was you know, sadly taken from us, I knew that it was a story that had to be preserved. And so that was where the idea for noble strong came about. And, I can't thank Caleb and Kenley and Casey and Tammy enough for trusting me with that story. And that's the thing for me is that when you're telling a story and you guys know this as well, to tell a story, you better tell it right. Yeah. Amen. It doesn't matter if it's a VOSOT that you're running in your sports cast, it's 45 or 50 seconds. You better do it right. If it's a package, it's a minute 30, you better do it right. If it's a longer story, you better do it right. Because people always remember when you do it right. And they will always come back to you and sit there. And, and it, you know, if you want to use the word integrity, we can't. But you do something right. You do something the right way. Your approach is the right approach. People will come to you and they won't be afraid to talk to you about things whether it's the game plan coming up, if it's, you know, Shaw and Kendrick, or if it's someone who's fighting cancer. And so I I just think that integrity in all of this is huge, but also being able to make sure that everyone understands what's going on with a certain story that has national import. It's that big as well. Agreed. And Nelly, we could sit here and we could talk all day and, there's so much more. I'd, we might have to do this again, Rex. Okay. Yeah. I, you know me. I you, you know me. I ain't going nowhere. And as long as we can sit here and figure it out on the legal. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's get two more questions in, Jack. Okay. Sure. All right. So first things first. Yeah. I got to ask you when we when I was setting up the, this interview with you, um, the name Tommy Palmer came up. Came yeah. Up. And Tommy Palmer, like if you were the voice of Georgia football. Uh, Tommy Palmer might as well be the godfather. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, you know, when, when you Jack and, 
and, and Rex and you guys sit there and you say, well, you're the, you're the, you're a legend. You're the Godfather. No, Tommy is the Godfather. He is the legend. I learned so much from Tommy and Tommy probably forgot more than I will ever know. And I think that for all of us who cover high school sports, and, and I said this after we lost Tommy too, I said, I think it's our charge to do it as he would. And that goes back to the whole integrity and trust and storytelling thing. Tommy was one of the greatest broadcasters that I was pleasured and treasured enough to learn from and to be able to call a friend and a very close friend and someone that I love very much. So for me to be referred to in that same vein, it's very humbling from my perspective. I think he's far and away more of a legend and a godfather than I am. Uh, John, to uh, also, I guess, kind of wrap this up. Going back to the championship series, you called so many amazing games in the Georgia Dome. And now that we're at Georgia State Stadium, um, is there um, a championship that you remember or that sticks out as much? Because I know you've been through a few of them. But... Yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks <laughs> to sport. There we go. It. Here we go again. But um, is, or let me ask it this way in the Georgia dome, there was so much history that that building holds. And now that we're, oh. we're in a repurposed Turner field, what is it like to have GP to, to call games in those kind of situations? Well, I mean, it's, it's fun. I mean, but I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you one that sticks out and it's because it's hanging on my wall. Yep. Uh, 2016, the AAA championship game, at uh, at the dome between Blessed Trinity and Westminster, mm -hmm. I remember that game, and it goes to to overtime, and it's on YouTube. And if you basically got three and a half hours, um, go to like the halfway point of the fourth quarter. Just go ahead and go all the way to the halfway point of the fourth quarter, where uh, Westminster's trailing by two scores, I think three scores at one point. They come storming back. It ends up being back and forth. Goes into overtime. And it's a shock ending that Chuck Smith and I got to call back in 2016. So uh, there's that one. There was uh, Buford and Calhoun where there was a punt block in a championship. It's like all Calhoun had to do to win was make sure that they could get the snap from center back to the punter and the punter sends it away. But the, the snap is low. It's bobbled. Dylan Lee scoops it up and scores and runs the other way for for Buford, it goes to overtime. Calhoun eventually wins it, but you've got that, those two that I was in the booth for. And then another one, Griffin and Carrollton, Jacquez Parks, where he had one of the most tremendous offensive efforts that I've ever seen. And when you had a team like that that was just rolling that year, it was great to see. So those, those three for me, from a, a Georgia Dome Mercedes-Benz Stadium perspective, uh, it's, it's kind of cool to be outdoors again. Mm -hmm. uh, Rex, when you're talking about what life is like at Georgia State, um, I will say it's cool, except when, you know, it's raining like you know what. Yep. And, uh, you know, okay, so actually I'll give you two weather examples here before we go. The one at Georgia State where I knew that it was going to be raining really hard and I had to make sure that my suit pants, my dress shirt, or could be disposable if they needed to be right because of conditions. And so if you look at me giving the, the trophy to uh, Harrison and Alatoona to, to Matt Dickman at the time, uh, I'm wearing a GPB sports hat, raincoat, tie, dress shirt, slacks, but I've got a towel wrapped around my neck and down into the raincoat just to make sure that nothing shorts out and I don't electrocute myself from mm -hmm. being out there in the rain. 
then uh, when uh, finals were on campuses. Wow. Gwinnett and Lowndes. And it was at Martin Stadium in the Concrete Palace. And it was the last night before they renovated it. So if you remember how things were at Lowndes in, in, in the old pre-renovation stages, the, there were gaps in the concrete behind you on press row. So if the wind was bringing the rain in from the west, it was hitting you in the back and getting every piece of equipment wet. We get through the open. And I know that you guys, when we're doing, when you're doing, looking at weather, and you see the boxes that are like the uh, the severe thunderstorm warning, tornado warning boxes. Yep. We were the box. Okay. <laughs> and so we get through the open. Everything's fine. In commercial, the skies open up. And I literally had to throw away my dress pants and uh, burned through an umbrella that night because it was so bad. And I had to send my blazer to the cleaners because everything was completely destroyed, all capital letters. So it's fun to be outdoors, except when weather intervenes. Oh, my gosh. All right, well. For where you are, not for where you're going to be. <laughs> exactly. And check the weather all the time. That's the why time. Bob Jeswal is a big friend of ours. Yes, he is. Mm -hmm. Well, Nelly, this has been incredible, man. I <laughs> Hold on, final question. No, I'm, that's what I'm leading to. There we go. I'm not forgetting it like we did last week. There we go. Uh so, Nelly, we have a tradition here that we forgot last episode, so we're going to make sure we do it this one. Okay. With the, with the caveat that you have to help us out, who would yeah. you like to see on your sidelines? On my sidelines? Yeah. The, the, who would you like to see on the show? Oh, oh, on your show? Yeah. Hannah, of course. Hannah Gooden. That's a good one. His Too easy. His partner in crime. Too easy. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna walk into two sixty fourteenth Street Northwest Atlanta three zero three one eight and you're gonna have me on the show, mm -hmm. you gotta have Hannah on the show. Oh, absolutely. Like with with Nelly's help, we probably have a good shot of getting Hannah on the show, and she would she would elevate us yet to another level. Agree. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Hannah is a far better guest than I am when it comes to these things. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's a high bar to be. On, you got to have Hannah on because then Hannah can tell you all the, the stories about me that I'm not telling you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. I will say though, before we go, you guys do an amazing job. You and yes. Hannah uh, are a gold standard that all of us are trying to chase. So thank you so much for your time, sir. We know that you're incredibly busy, but thank you again. Yes. Thank you, Nelly. And thanks for being a role model to this guy right here, man. Appreciate it more than you know. Appreciate you guys very much. Just uh, be safe well i know i'll be seeing you soon i'll be talking to you sooner than that but just uh may everything make slot this year may you never get your time crunched or bumped and may you get more time from the producers than you could ever handle of course in sports there's no such thing i need that prayer on the our wall yeah That's amazing. Say, we, we need we need to post that on the wall somewhere you're now, the best nelly sportscaster's prayer there you go <laughs> nelly thank you so much Thanks, man sir. it's been a blast We'll be catching up with you soon. Jack, we just got done talking to Nelly. And this man has been smiling ear to ear the entire time. I've been smiling ear to ear, to ear for about the last week. So, <laughs> I mean. To, to, our, uh, to our listeners and our viewers, let's go behind the scenes and let's actually talk to you a little bit. This man's work has meant so much to you. Why? Well, uh, for, you know, most of the people, but for those who don't know, I am Columbus born and raised. Grown up, grew up here, went to Shaw, you know, so, and during my time in high school, Shaw High, Shaw High was a big football power. 
So I would, and I was a um, journalist. I was on the school newspaper at the time. And I, part of my kind of research was I would always do research on the schools around the state because we were always in the playoffs. And um, just, and then one of the things that I would do for my research was I watched Prep Sports Plus, which would come on GPB Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. And, you know, this is long before the days of DVRs. So I would, um, I would, you set the record, the manual reminder on the cable box. <laughs> Love it. It's just so I didn't miss it. And I would record them on my VCR, you know, and I you know I genuinely mean this when I say that the reason why I'm so passionate about high school sports in general is because of John Nelson. I got to, you know, I would literally watch this show appointment television every single Wednesday and I would get mad if I missed it, you know, <laughs> and, I would, like I said, I would watch it and I would get to see all the stuff going on across the uh, the state, you know, see the highlights from across the state. And, you know, that's how I learned about some of the teams that we would end up playing in the playoffs. And, you know, at the same time, that's how I kind of got my love of high school sports in Georgia and that kind of, you know, transition into what I'm doing now. You know, it's always been a passion for mine because – there's something special about high school sports, you know, no matter whether it's football, basketball, baseball, you know, I was a high school tennis player. Like there's something special about high school sports. And, you know, like I said, a lot of that passion comes from seeing how much that time and dedication that John Nelson put in with it, you know, not only with prep sports plus, but then with the state championship coverage that that the guys at GPB does. So, you know, they're, you know, if it seems like I've been a kid in the candy store for the last half hour plus, <laughs> there's a reason because I'm like, there's nothing like being able to tr- like actually interview one of your role models. And I say that, you know, he is one of my role models. And so I am just over the moon. Like I said, I had goosebumps at the beginning of the show. I still have them now. Like I'm, I'm on cloud nine right now, man, because it's not often you get to interview somebody who means so much to you. The one thing that also really uh, stood out to me was the fact that this is a man who has spoken to some of the icons of every sport. In the podcast, you guys heard that he spoke to Gordy Howe. He's gone to all-star games. He's gone to Super Bowls. He's interviewed WWF superstars at the time. But he, does, he, is, he will take that same work ethic and take it to a Class 1A school in Irwin County. Some of the, his best work is with the smaller schools in our state, and that's what I loved about it was that it doesn't matter if it is a, a six-star recruit, the starting quarterback of a Super Bowl team, or a kid in tiny Ellaville or Buena Vista, love y'all out there, because we have to treat that right. If you are inauthentic, then no one is going to want to work with you, and you have to tell the story right. Exactly, and he, he said it specifically that, you know, we have to treat it like it's – everybody's Super Bowl because, you know, it may be, you know, insignificant to somebody in a bigger school or a bigger market, but for, you know, for that school, it might be their Super Bowl. It might be their MVP. And, you know, that's kind of a philosophy that we take is that, you know, just because it's not a big deal to somebody, it's a big deal to somebody. So we have to treat it with that respect and with that passion, that energy that they have for that, because it's a big deal to them. So that's why, you know, we treat a 7A championship the same way we treat a 1A championship. Absolutely. You know, 
if it's a, you know, it's, you know, I could look at the school that's on my chest right now, Auburn High School. They went to the 7A state championship game last mm-hmm. year, and it was a big, big deal. It was the first time they had been there in a long time. At the same, at the same point, you look at Calvary Christian, you know, in the gaps, you know. One of our smallest schools in the area. Exactly. You give them the same experience that you would Auburn High. And that, that's the biggest, that's the big deal, man. That is a big deal, and that's why we try to cover everybody, give everybody the same amount of exposure and the same amount of, you know, because it's a big deal to everybody. And you have to treat it with the same heart and the same work ethic. So to, to Nelly and everybody at GBPU Sports, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for the work that you do. Coming from Texas and seeing what Nelly can do is you guys are blessed. It is very impressive what they do over there. And that brand doesn't work without guys like Nelly and Hannah putting in the, and everyone behind yeah. the scenes, as he mentioned, the end credits for any, it's, it's a long list and it's a phone book of research that he does. So we, you know, we're still, we may have been in this business for a couple of years, but we're still learning. And it's because of guys like John Nelson that we're trying to carry that standard on. And just thank you so much yeah. for your time, Nelly. You know, thankful for somebody who has set the trail. You know, and it, it can be done, you know, because he said, you know, I could have went out of state and went somewhere bigger and better, yeah. you know, but he's made his own path and he's done it his way. And, you know, you look at Georgia high school sports coverage and when you compare it to other places around the state, you know, Georgia's got some of the best coverage, you know, no matter who it is or what it's from. Hands down. I have to completely agree with you. Dude, you just interviewed John Nelson. Dude. Jack, that's your colleague now. How you feel? Wake me up from this. Don't wait. Excuse me. Don't wake me up from this dream. You still living it, brother. And he and also just uh, for everybody listening at home, John Nelson also reached out to Jack after he went viral with the whole Marty Smith thing, and he was just as gassed up to from that. And I think he is just again, he's a guy who is so cool, one of the purely authentic people in TV. Where he will, you're no one is. Too small for him. So thank you again for your kindness, John. I mean, it's it's incredible to be a colleague of yours, and this guy's probably going to be smiling for uh, the rest of the football season. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know what? Time to take us home, Dylan. We're let's uh, let's update the people on some big news. Exactly, Rex. Where can they? Find us. Big news, people. You can finally find us on Spotify and, and um, Apple Podcasts. And please go check it out. We have all of our episodes being load, uploaded there. Shout out to Dylan. But of course, on the homepage of the website, yeah, of the website don't of course. The website, Rick. Got to take care of our home. Appreciate you, Dylan. MVP over there, WRBL.com. We do have a podcast tab now. Check out On Your Sidelines for every couple of weeks. We'll have the full episode with a video. You can see John Nelson's awesome office and that phone book that we were talking about. But Jack, we got to share this stuff on social media. Where can they find that? Yes, sir. They can find us on Twitter at Jay Patterson TV at Rex Castillo TV. Of course, they can find us on Facebook as well. WRBL Rex Castillo, WRBL Jack Patterson. Follow the News 3 Sports team as well. WRBL Sports on Twitter, WRBL News 3 Sports on Facebook. Hey, Rex, take us home, my brother. My goodness. What another incredible episode. 12 for 12 inspired to be even better. And we're going to try and reach a gold standard. That's a tease for our next guest. I'm going to say episode 13. Might be a little golden. It's going to be great, y'all. See ya in a couple of weeks.